You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so thankful that you are tuned in for another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. If this is your first time watching, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. Welcome to the God Life Culture Podcast. If you are a returning listener and subscriber, thank you so much for tuning in each week as we drop new episodes, as we have new conversations, um, you know, and we just have a lot in store for the next few weeks. And Yes. You know, it's summer officially, officially, right? This week it marked the beginning of summer. So, um, you know, hopefully this is an opportunity for, you know, individuals to just get out, do something fun mm -hmm. to get out and, uh, you know, kind of break up the routine, enjoy the weather, be outside more. Um, you know, we were talking about this the other day. All of those things actually do help you right mm -hmm. overall emotionally and with your mood and you know even your mental health just sometimes being outside and stepping away from your desk your computer stepping away from your home and responsibilities just kind of being outside for a bit definitely helps yeah and i think that you know times is crazy not everyone is has a career in which you know like they get summers off like teachers do and all of that um so there's some people that are stuck working a nine to five all right. summer long. Um, so I don't know if he's being shady. No, like you definitely pointed at me because like, you speak I about it a no, lot. Yeah, yeah, no. Like every other episode. He's not <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am off in the summers. So, it's great. No, it's but amazing. I was trying to say was that unfortunately, you know, like I think about I put myself in that position yeah. where, you know, my schedule is really crazy. And, you know, sometimes I don't my schedule doesn't allow for, oh, let me go to the beach on a random Tuesday or something like that. Um, you know, so I was saying what I was going to say before I was interrupted was that, you know, sometimes you kind of just have to make a way. So if that means that instead of you sitting at your desk for lunch or instead of you going to the lounge or whatever, you know, your work situation is, go for a drive, put the windows down, you know, maybe you already have your lunch with you. So then the lunch, I mean, cautiously drive. <laughs> But sometimes you got to eat and drive and just like let the wind blow in the car, put some good music. Um, you know, you do things like that where you kind of have to like really figure out where can I put in a little time to just enjoy the good weather or the good time. Some people like rain. So, you know what? Park, you know, go outside in the rain, just park your car, let the rain fall, you know, do stuff like that. Um, you know, because not everyone has the luxury of, like I was saying, um, to just get like a summer off. Like yeah. I remember when I used to get summers off when I worked at the schools and stuff um you know i don't have that anymore so it's kind of yeah. like now you got to kind of figure out and even those on new york or long island sometimes mm -hmm. you forget that um not every state or area has beaches true. right so like Very i remember true. a few weeks ago when we were at the beach my dad was saying like you know we sometimes take this for granted the fact yeah. that we're on an island that we mm -hmm. actually have beaches that we can go to Very you know true. i think about like you know family members that i have like in pennsylvania they're mm -hmm. right kind of like in the middle there there really aren't any beaches yep. you know they go to like this uh um, like kind of body of water that like, like lakes it's like a lake like type that. deal yeah. right um, that they've kind of made to look like a beach they'll mm -hmm. put they have sand that you know and all of that but 
you know, we, we have a lot of times, uh, you know, opportunities around us and things that we can enjoy that sometimes we can take for granted. So make sure that this is the summer that if you are by the beach and you don't really go yeah. to the beach that often, go. If you don't really go out to the park to walk or run or jog or bike ride, try to do that and, you know, just get out more. Yeah, get out more and make sure that um, you are level-headed, you have a clear mind, and that you're not allowing the excitement of like we've spoken about before like this may be like a real summer back yeah uh, to start making bad decisions i think that sometimes because of like excitement and maybe it's been a really long time that you haven't done anything fun you're like you know what? i'm gonna go all out and then you start making decisions you aren't supposed to make and then that all out night of fun turned into yeah. a night of a lot of headaches yeah and that was a nice segue into today's topic you're welcome <laughs> it's a gift honestly it's a gift. <laughs> talking about bad decisions yes we've all been there we've all made bad decisions at one point or another mm -hmm. right um and i think as we get older and as we live life we reflect on the decisions we made when we were younger and our yeah. you know childhood or in our teens and um you know some of us are still reminded of those bad decisions because we still have the bruises or the wounds or the mm. you know uh scars scars right <laughs> from the I was going to say trauma, but I was like, that's a little too heavy. Tra Some, you know, you maybe there's trauma, yes, but scars, right, from, you know, bad decisions that we made when we were younger. Yep, very true. I mean, it, younger or yesterday, this morning. Right. I mean, it could have been any time, a day, um, or in your timeline where you, you know, we've all been there. We've all been in a situation where, you know, we had a decision to make and we chose the wrong one. Uh, sometimes it happens consciously like you know you're doing something you're not supposed to and other times it just happens like you didn't even realize it you know maybe you took a gamble and it didn't play out the way that you thought it was going to play out um you know and some bad decisions are bigger than others you know some of them lead to trauma and scars and like really you know uh, chaotic um outcomes and others is just a lesson learned yeah you know because i was thinking uh one of the things that came to mind when i first was thinking about the subject was I had to, I was younger. I mean, I'm going to say generously like eight or nine years old. And in our old, in my, when, in the church that I grew up in, um, we, on the third floor, there was like an apartment situation. So I had like full kitchen, all of that, uh, good stuff. And there was a group of kids that were playing with matches and they were playing with matches and they were like burning like paper or burning like cups and stuff like that. And I was watching it as a kid and being like, that looks pretty cool disclaimer it is not do not play with fire uh but then i remember that after everybody like dissipated and went downstairs i'm guessing the service has started i stood behind i took the matches i took a cup ran to the bathroom and started playing with the matches too burning like a styrofoam cup something really like dumb but dangerous dumb <laughs> but dangerous <laughs> disclaimer i'm gonna put like a flashing right thing. right um and i got caught and i got in trouble and i think that the reason why I, I, I that's a memory that pops up a lot was because I was the weird kid in church in the sense that I was the kid that all the adults liked. Why? Because I was the kid that exemplified, you know, what is a young person supposed to be doing in a church? You know, they sit in the front, you know, they're engaging during worship. When it's the preaching time, they're not like under a desk coloring or something like that. I mean, under the bench coloring. You know, I was the kid that sat in the front, that stood with the adults, that had my Bible, that did, that I did all the right things. And this was the thing that reminded them, oh, he's just a kid. And I don't know, I think the weight of that 
always made me feel, especially in that moment, right. to be like, oh, I messed up. And it wasn't the fact that I got caught with the matches. It was the fact that I kind of messed up the vision that they had of me as this, like, golden child. Right. Um, so, I And that's, that's tough, just that part right there, right? The feeling of letting people down, right? Yeah. And I think sometimes that is the case with bad decisions yeah, that yeah. we make. We have that sense of, you know, we let the people down around us, the people that, you know, know us to be a certain way, but we made a bad decision and it was like, ugh, you know, they're not going to look at me the same. Yeah, right? mind you, isn't that something that follows me to this day? I'm not a pyromaniac. Right, right. <laughs> I'm not playing with matches on the low or anything like that. And I'm pretty sure none of those people even remember that. Right. But it's the feeling, you know, yeah. and that's what really like sticks with you when, when it's not the scars and it's not the trauma and it's not the whatever. It's that feeling where when you think about that moment and you go back in time, you remember how you feel felt in the moment of getting caught and you got caught and what happened like we're so was, then get, i i was excommunicated what i happened? did i got kicked out of the church at, <laughs> at nine no <laughs> no so someone else found out and mm. mentioned it to the pastor who then at the time at the end of the service brought me into the office so since i was young i was getting pulled into the pastor's office no, stop. Um, <laughs> and um asked me about it and it was long story short i admitted to it because I've always been that type of person that admits, like, I'm not going to lie. I'll be like, yes, right, you right. know, it is what it is. Um, my parents found out, and I got into big trouble when I got home. <laughs> that's, that's the short version. <laughs> that's another scar. Right, that right, we right. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I think we all have yeah. stories like that. you know. And it's uh, funny, because just in thinking about it, um, I think a lot of times, especially as kids, your parents mm, tell you something. Yeah. And not that you don't believe them, but it's more like this idea of, like, no, that's not going to happen. That's mm. not going to be me. And for me, it was probably around the same time, probably a little bit older. It must have been like maybe like 10 years old. Um, you know, I had a habit of I had a specific, you know, set of sneakers that I would use to just be outside with. But these sneakers did not have shoelaces. Mm. Right. They would just you just slipped them on. And that's why I liked it, because you could just slip it on. And but because they didn't have the support of the shoelaces to keep them tight, you know, you could trip or fall or whatever. Yeah. So my parents used to always tell me do not put on those sneakers when you're playing outside, when you're running, when you're this and that, but because I thought it's going to be fine. Nothing's going to happen. Right. Um, and it was easy to just slip on one day. I put them on. Um, we were actually getting ready to sell have one of my own like birthday parties for me yeah. as I was a kid. And I remember I was going downstairs. Um, you know, I had my cousins and my family lived downstairs at that time. And the steps in the backyard were concrete, like mm. cement steps. And I made it like the first step going down the second step after that. It was like, I don't remember what happened, which is a lot of like tumbling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I landed on my chin mm. on like the last step of the concrete steps, ah. you know, and um, shoe la like shoes off sneakers, yes. like, you know, yeah. thrown everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So at that point, I'm like shocked that <laughs> this happened. Right. But yeah. then I get up so fast. Mm -hmm. I jet upstairs. Mm -hmm. I go to my room, lock myself in my room. And I was not seen for like an hour. <laughs> and everyone was like, you know, where, where's, where's, uh, Junie? Like, that's what they call me. And like, where is he? And, um, they finally, they see me in the room. They come to me and I'm like hiding all my wounds and battle scars, like knees scraped up, chin, trying to like, you know, hide the whole thing. And again, horrible decision to yeah, not yeah. listen to my parents, horrible decision to, you know, be trying to take the lazy way out and mm -hmm. trying to take the easy way out to just throw on sneakers I had there to go downstairs um, cost me 
you know, that fall. Yeah. And again, initially when I fell, it didn't hurt. But afterwards, once you start seeing the scrapes and it was everywhere. It's after like, the adrenaline it's wears after, off. Yes. Yeah. After all of that, it's like, yeah. Ow. This, yeah. I have hurts. a similar story, too. I think my older sister tells it a lot better. Um, but I, I was younger. I was like five. Uh, we were at my grandmother's. She lived in a, a four floor apartment complex situation. And um, my, her and my granddad were going somewhere. And I heard they were leaving me. And I was like, no, you can't leave me. No, you can't leave me. So I grabbed my sneakers and my socks, start running down the stairs with them in my hands. And the stairs were long, dude, like really, really long. And they, they would end like at a wall and then you would curve and go back down the stairs and like that. Three flight of stairs like that. On the last flight, I fell down those stairs, went face first into that wall. Um, and then the neighbors came out because I was just, the, I had like the only knots, chichones, <laughs> that's what we call it in Spanish. The only chichones. And my sister told the story how the whole time I'm just crying with my sneakers and socks saying, <laughs> I thought you were going to leave me. <laughs> I thought First you were of all, that's so me. sad. <laughs> trauma. This is our trauma episode. So now, do you have abandonment issues today? Like I do. I know it's not. But yeah, I but mean, it just and, and it's funny because they're all like kid decisions or yeah. whatever. But that was an emotional moment, and I think that as adults, you're maybe not falling down the stairs with your shoes and your socks in here. It's like I thought, you, I thought you were gonna leave me. But I think that as adults, if we reflect, we can find moments where. We were acting out of emotion and not rationally, and we did we made decisions that were not the right ones, um, you know. Because as an adult, how many times haven't you gotten angry at someone, or how many times haven't you been um, like in a funk or in a mood, and you decided just make a rash decision and run somewhere or do something and be like bump it, whatever happens happens, and then you fall face first into a concrete wall and you get a bunch of chichones. I, mean, right. I don't know. Yeah, and I think as an adult, sometimes you you can forget. Right. Mm -hmm. About the childhood experiences like these experiences aren't forever in my mind. Like, you know, at oh, least yeah, once yeah. a week I'm thinking about it. Right. Like, but, you know, uh, I think social media has a way of reminding you. Right. Of certain times in your life or certain mm -hmm. decisions that you may have made. Um, you know, for instance, when Facebook. Right. Uh -huh. Like reminds you eight years ago today, yes. you posted this picture uh -huh. and you look at it and you're like why did I wear that? Yeah. Right. Or you look or at it and like I'm like, why quotes was you thought you were posting? <laughs> that is kind of like, nobody needed to know that. Right. Right. That's why like, nobody liked it. Why? <laughs> like, why did I put that out there? Why yeah. did I say that? Or, you know, you look at a certain picture, it brings you back to a certain point in your life where you're just like, Oof. Oh, that was a horrible place in my life. And yeah. you know, those years, or, you know, I was struggling with this or this was happening. This was going on in my life. And, you know, not all the time do we get as an adult right yeah, yeah. those constant reminders right mm -hmm. but i think when it does come our way right mm -hmm. and when these reminders do come our way um i think it is important to think about and reflect on them right yes. and also see in some cases how far you've grown and then mm -hmm. in others maybe what you still need to work on yeah because as simple as you know we're talking about childhood memories and childhood mm -hmm. horrible decisions right in essence, you know, we're not making those same decisions, but it's the same principles. Yeah. Right. True. You know, we're not listening to certain things. We're not listening to maybe people's advice. We're not mm. listening to what we God is telling us yeah. we should be doing. We're not, you know, following, you know, certain things. And then we see the consequences of it later. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, another childhood story that I think of is when I broke my wrist and mm. I was told constantly I had a habit of 
setting up a table outside in the backyard to jump off the table to grab onto these monkey bars and do the monkey bars. Mm. And they used to always tell me, don't do that. Why are you jumping off the table? Just climb up, climb up that way. But no, me and my cousins, we had to jump on the table, jump off the table, grab on. And of course, we're training for the Olympics. everything. Yeah, <laughs> everything was fine uh, until it wasn't. And mm. it's fine every time you jump off and you grab onto the bar and you keep going and you're a G and you're like, yes, until you miss it. Mm. Right. And then you fall and you land just right uh, on your wrist. And that's exactly what happened. Did you hear happened. anything? Did it make like a crack or something? You know, no. But okay. it did. Not that I remember. Like, I don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like, at that point, I was, again, eight, nine years old. Yeah. Um, I just remember that the next day was my dad's 30th birthday party. Mm-hmm. And, um, which is scary, right? Mm. Just thinking yep. about that. That's next year. I rem- for mm. me, is next year. Mm. But I remember my dad's 30th birthday party. Yeah. Scary. But um, falling and then having like I only felt relief when I would pull my wrist. Mm. And like so the next day I was constantly like this the whole time just walking around. My parents are like because, again, I didn't tell my parents. I'm Mm. like, I suffered in silence for that time. That's next week's episode. Suffering suffering in silence. silence. (laughs) And um, so they noticed because people always notice. Right. I noticed. That's part two. They (laughs) know. And they're like, what's wrong with your wrist? What's wrong with your arm? And then everything, you know, at that point, like you said, it just starts spilling out. And um, my wrist was broken and I had a cast for six weeks, mm. you know. Um, so it was, again, decisions that you make, you were told not to do it. You do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Then you're six weeks in a cast, you know. Are they itchy? I've never had a cast. But you see, like, the people with, like, the metal rods. Yeah. Like, trying so to it was, like, pens or pencils. But uh, being careful not to, like. Hit a stitch. Yeah, not oh, so no. much you that, get, but did you get you didn't get surgery or anything? No, it's no. just like they put it, hold it in place. No, but I had a cast that went up to my elbow. Okay, so still, no, but I'm saying like they just hold it in place. They didn't like put anything. No, on your wrist yeah, then. yeah, no, no. But again, when it would get itchy, it was like pens or mm. pencils. But it was just a lot because you know it couldn't get wet. So like when you mm. would shower, you had to like keep your hand up. Then I remember I was in elementary school. I remember spilling chocolate milk on uh, it so like part of it was like brown like <laughs> then everybody was signing it yeah okay that's the next thing so was that was ask. like very cool having people sign it um then i remember when they went and took it off they had to like mm. you know saw it out yeah um they were like do you want to keep it i was like no it, it did smell ah, it was yeah. it was gross <laughs> um but i was like no not interested they're like you sure like all the kids are like we want to keep it i'm here like no you could stay with that <laughs> but uh but yeah bad decision mm-hmm. right that then you realize later like man that wasn't cool should have yeah. listened and i think that if we reflect like if we could go back in time, we wouldn't make those decisions again. Like you yeah. would listen, don't use the table, just climb up the monkey bars. You know, I wouldn't play with the matches. I wouldn't, you know, run down these stairs uh, with the shoes and socks in my hands. Uh, you know, and I think that there's a lot of moments in our life in which we could reflect it and be like, man, if I could, I would change it. Um, and sometimes they're like dumb little things like the ones we're talking about. So it's not that big of a traumatic situation um but other times there are big things that you've done in your life that you really do wish you can go back and change um and and unfortunately or fortunately depending on the way you want to look at it we don't have that ability we don't have the ability to time travel 
And, you know, it's not one of those things we can put on a prayer list. Like, I'm praying yeah. to God, bring me back to 2013 because I'm going to go and I'm going to switch this. Like, there, you can't do that. Um, so what you do is you have to reflect, learn from the lesson, whatever the situation is. Because in each one of those situations, there's always a lesson to learn. Yeah. Big or small. Big, it could be a very big prophetic. Just watch a step. Or just follow the directions or just, you know, use common sense. Um, and then those are the things that you apply in your life. And then you try, you really have to, like, dump out everything else. Because when you carry the weight of those bad decisions and you're constantly reminding yourself of the bad decisions and you're constantly telling yourself, I wish I can go back. I wish I could do this. I would do that different. I would do this different. Then you're in this constant cycle in your mind, in your head mentally, where you're just stuck. And it's not allowing you to move forward. It's not allowing you to progress. It's not allowing you to grow. It's not allowing you to enjoy the moments you're currently living in because you're still living in this time warp of the past. Yeah, and I think ultimately when you make these bad decisions and you realize it was a bad decision, you live mm. in the consequences of it and all of those things, I think it then leaves room for you to grow and become very resentful, mm -hmm. right, and live with regret. True. And the idea of living a life with so many regrets and living a life where you wish you could have changed this and changed that, as we know, is not healthy. So I think in order to kind of overcome, you know, these bad decisions, it's accepting what happened, accepting what was done, accepting the result of the bad decision. Mm -hmm. But, you know, understanding how can I change? Yeah. Right. How can I grow? How can we take this horrible situation and try to make it positive or mm -hmm. a lesson that's learned from all of this? And I think a lot of it does begin with forgiving yourself. Right. Yeah, and it seems so silly, but, you know, we could easily be here. I could be here and, you know, think back to the six weeks I had my cast and just mm -hmm. beat myself up over it. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't believe you did that. You were six weeks with the cast, you know, horrible. Why didn't you do it? Why did you go down those steps without, you know, the right sneakers to eye your sneakers? Why didn't you listen to your parents? Why did you do this? You know, you could do the same thing. Like, yeah. why did you light the cup on fire? <laughs> what possessed you to do that yeah. all the time? And it sounds silly to do that with those examples, mm -hmm. but then, as you grow older and you know it's the college you chose yes. why did you choose to go to that college you should have went away you should have lived and you should have went and seen what it would have been like to yeah, yeah. you know have gone out of state or traveled abroad and you know you missed out on so many opportunities you can constantly you know kind of uh beat yourself up over decisions you made or decisions you didn't make mm -hmm. and that is no way to live so it's yeah. the idea of also forgiving yourself Right. And giving yourself that grace to also know like, hey, I made some pretty bad decisions and, you know, I had some horrible consequences. I learned that's not who I am anymore. Yeah. I'm stronger. I'm wiser. You know, I understand how to navigate these situations better. This is how I'm going to be now moving forward. Yeah. And I think that on the flip side as well, we can sometimes you know, find ourselves in that, you know, mind warp, time warp of blaming. But instead of blaming yourself, you're really blaming God. So like in the sense of like when God doesn't allow certain things to happen a certain way, then it's kind of like, God, that's so messed up. If you would have allowed this to happen, then my life would have been like that. Yeah. Or if you would have not done that, then this would have happened. So then you're like in this constant state of once again, like regret. And then you're upset with God and then you're upset with yourself because you're like, I should have not listened. I should have done my own thing or, you know, and, and I think that when you find yourself in those positions, you know, you really have to find a way to pull yourself out of that uh, because it is like quicksand. It really is where you kind of get stuck in there and it can be a couple of days. It could be a couple of weeks. It can turn into months. It could turn into years. And then you blink and it's been 
15 years of you holding this grudge and this resentment with yourself and with God because things didn't play out the way that you wanted them to play out. Whether it was because you think you made a bad decision or you, you know, there's people out there that actually think God made bad decisions. Like he, that's not how, what he should have did. He should have did something else. He should have, you know, made things work out a different way. Um, and you really have to be careful with that. Yeah. And I think also to coming up with the plan in the next time you're put in a situation where you have to make a decision. Yeah. Right. I think there are decisions that we make right, you know, on the spot. It's quick because there's no anticipation. Mm. Right. But then there are decisions where we know we yeah. have a choice that's coming up to make. We have, you know, something we have, we have to choose. We have time. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, next time I'm going to make sure I really take the time mm. before making that decision. Maybe, you know, you can't give that person a quick response. Maybe it needs to be like, all right, I'll think about it. You know, let me get back to you yeah. instead of committing because there are levels of bad decisions. You know, there yeah. are bad decisions where you just like to say yes all the time. You mm. say yes and then you overcommit. And you overwork yourself yep. and then you feel like, again, if I say no, I'm disappointing people. But then at the same time, you can't get everything done that you're trying to get done because mm -hmm. you're saying yes to everybody. Bad decisions. Mm -hmm. So now next time, you know, when I'm confronted with, you know, can you do this for us? Can you do that? Can you know, instead of just saying yes, I'm going to really stop and think about it. Look at my schedule and see, am I actually able to get this done? And do you actually want to do it? I think that that's another thing where people would commit to stuff because they feel like they have to say yes. Yeah. Um, so then now they're given a responsibility, a task, a job to do something. And because of the fact that they really don't want to do it and that they should have said no from the beginning, they wind up doing either something very mediocre or they wind up completely being irresponsible and not doing it at all. When from the beginning, you could have just been like, I'm not really feeling it. Like, honestly, I appreciate you wanting to give me the opportunity. Maybe I've done this for the last 15 years. Year 16, I need to take a step back. And, like, you need to be able to make those are good decisions also because it's better for you to walk away from something and be like, no, I just know that if I try to do it, I'm not in the right headspace for it, so I'd rather let somebody else do it than you, whether it's because of greed or whether it is because uh, you don't want to disappoint other people or whether it is because you don't want to be honest with yourself. It's not say, no, I need to give it a pass. Then it becomes a big mess for not only you but everybody else involved in that situation. Yeah. So again, it, it takes that moment to really reflect and think, you know, before making these decisions. And again, for some of us, it, it's silly examples. For others, yeah. it's serious examples. You were telling me of something you had seen um, that someone sent you on TikTok, right? About this youth pastor yes. that yes. had a My horrible day. A video. Yes. And, um, you know, it was just a series of bad decisions and how yes. each bad decision had a crazy consequence. Yeah. Tell us about that oh, TikTok. No. <laughs> well, basically, long story short, it was, I think the story was about a youth pastor's perspective. Um, on how the first, the, there's a couple of things that happened, my people. Uh, the first one was, is that they were doing this thing. Um, some churches do this, um, where like you'll bring the thing that is either physically or symbolically your idol. So, you know, we're going to bring this thing to church today. We're going to give it up to God. And, you know, they do the whole big spiel. Um, so he brought his master's degree. Because according to him, he felt like he idolized his master's degree. Yeah. So I guess they put it in like a can or a garbage bucket or something like that. And after everybody was done, like throwing all their stuff, they light the can on fire. So he's like, oh, snap, that's my master's degree. I need that. <laughs> so he goes and grabs a master's degree while it's a flame and throws it on a rug. 
that catches fire. So then he got his master's degree back, but it's charred, however you say that. The rug got messed up, so now the youth ministry has to replace that rug. <laughs> then he decided, they decided to play this game where it's kind of like they present to you with something, and you have to choose, do you want that item or do you want the mystery box? So the last round was, I think it was like 200 bucks. You can either get 200 bucks or you can get the mystery item. And it was the turn of this young person. It was their first time coming to that youth ministry. First time in that church, I think. They're, you know, first time there. And instead of the 200 bucks, he decides to choose the mystery box. Inside the mystery box was a pair of a pair of keys. That sounds weird, but whatever. <laughs> Jabez. Yes, <laughs> keys. Keys to a car. So this kid just won a car, but the car belonged to the youth pastor. So... <laughs> To him, he thought it was a joke, and it was like, ha, ha, whatever. Uh, I need my keys back. You're not going to take my car. That, that youth's parents got upset, did an uproar, was like, I'm going to sue the church. If you don't give my son the car, you promised him a car. He played the game, and the church had to buy this person a car. So this youth pastor speaks about like how he had a horrible day of just really bad decisions. Like, should he have thrown his master's degree in there? no i don't think you should have and then you picked it up and then threw it on a rug that caught fire well that just cost the youth some money um and then on top of the fact that you played a game with because my question would have been like <laughs> if i would have chose the money would you have given it to me right where's it, the 200 dollars? let's see it, it first well yeah, yeah maybe they did have it but my question would have been like if i would have chose the money would you give me the 200 dollars? if you say yes then i'm like so the rules still apply for this car right. i don't care whose name is on the car's <laughs> Um, you know, so I understand why the kids got upset. Obviously, you know, it's an extreme, you know, yeah, some yeah. parents are like that. Some people are very like that. Like you promised me this, so you have to give it to me. Yeah. Other people will be like, oh, it's kind of messed up. It kind of like let it go. Um, but you never know who you're going to encounter. Yeah. And I think that's what bad decisions, those are the situations that bad decisions put you in. Because if it would have been somebody else, maybe they would have laughed it off and played it like it was nothing. But you picked the wrong person and you picked somebody that wasn't going to let it go. You picked somebody that was going to get offended. You didn't know that. You weren't planning on that situation happen. But that those series of bad decisions led this youth pastor to lose a lot of money in that one day. Yeah, and as people who are in ministry and teachers, preachers, pastors, you know, you're constantly kind of in the in the crossfires, right? Yeah. Of, you know, and crossroads of, you know, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I go with this example or that example? You know, whether you're, you know, and talking about the youth, you know, is this example a little too like harsh? Mm. Is this a little too like graphic or a little too like too much? Yeah. Or should I go this route, you know, to really get my point across? And I think you're constantly in a place where you're, you know, debating or, or, you know, thinking about the two options. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's hard. And I do believe that, yes, there is, there's a lot of practicality when it comes to making decisions. You have to yeah. look at, you know, really, if he was the one putting this together, my question is, why did he grab his master's degree? Like, mm -hmm. did he not know that, like, who was in charge of putting yes. this together? Like, did he not know that they were going to light uh, this bucket Was this fire? a moment where, like, somebody, like, got really inspired and decided, you know what, right, let's right. take it up another Because notch. then there's other <laughs> things that you have to, like, do. Like, okay, yeah. next time we have to make sure that before we do anything, you run that by me. Just yes. so I may, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. there's moments like that. But you have to really think, you know, in practical terms. But on top of that... Ultimately, I also believe that you do have to pray about your decisions. Yes. You know what I mean? And there are decisions in life that you can just 
get up and leave and go away to another country and decide mm. to live there. You can get up and leave and decide, I'm going to go study abroad. You can, you know, mm. quit your job and go and, you know, go to each beach that's on your island. You know what I mean? Like, you can do whatever you want, ultimately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But is that the wise decision? Is that what God wants you to do? Yeah, and I think that also there's the reality in which you can think about the scenarios and you can do the prayers and you can do the checklist and you can do the pros and the cons and you can weigh out all the options and you make a decision that you think was the best decision and it's still not really work out. Yeah. You know, there is the reality where that does happen. Um, but I think that the, what we're speaking about is when you don't go through those steps, Yeah. when you just make rash decisions and you're just, you know, putting yourself in situations that you could have definitely avoided you know not all decisions can we do we have the ability to you know have a premonition and be like oh yeah you know if i do this it's gonna go this way if i do that it's gonna go the other way you know sometimes you know life is really a gamble um and it's really mostly about trusting god and being like all right lord this is the decision i feel in my heart god if it's something else let me know sometimes you don't hear anything so you're like all right i'm gonna go you know this is the road i'm going and it may not work out but yeah. those are different scenarios versus the ones where you put yourself in that position. Like you should have really never done that. And I believe that there are moments where God wants you to take that leap of faith and God wants you to take that step yeah. forward, you know, where it's almost like, you know, what if it doesn't work out? But what if it does? Yeah. What if, you know, this isn't what God wants, but what if this actually is where mm. God is leading me? And sometimes God won't give you the full picture, won't mm. give you the full you know, puzzle and you have to kind of put it together as you go along and trust in him. You know, it reminds me of the verse Proverbs, you know, three, where it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding and all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Some saying he will make your path straight. So it's almost like this idea of having to trust in God with Mm -hmm. our everything. Yeah. Right. And not leaning on our own understanding, not leaning on what we think is right, not leaning on what we want, our will, but trusting in him and not only that, on top of that, acknowledging him, like acknowledging, yeah. like, listen, God, you you're first. So ultimately, what is it that you want? What is it that you want me to do? Mm-hmm. And in result, as a result of that, he will direct your path. He'll straighten your path where your path can be crazy and you have all these different options and, you know, ch- and decisions to make. And he'll kind of guide you and let you know, like, which one to take. Yeah. And I think a tough pill to swallow is you have to understand that failure is part of the process. Yeah. You cannot navigate life. 100% with 100% success rate. Yeah. Like that's just not how it works. You will have times where the failure is the lesson. It's the prize that you were supposed to get through that experience. It's not really much about, you know, what the outcome that you wanted to be. Yeah. It's about an outcome arise. What did you learn from an experience? How did it make you grow? How did it make you stronger? How did it make you wiser? Like those are the things that we kind of, we have to take out of those experiences and you don't get those experiences and those life lessons. If everything is always successful, if you went around life, always making great decisions, making the right choices, then you wouldn't be as strong or as wise or as, you know, flexible (laughs) as you are at this moment yeah so definitely if you feel like you are at that crossroads if you feel like maybe you're on the other side where you made a horrible decision it didn't pan out the way you thought it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to turn out you know see where you can grow where can you grow from here how can you come out of this how can this be a positive thing for you you know what is the bright side in all of this even if it is i'm not going to do that again and that's the bright side that's the positive at least i know what happens You know, I know the result, the consequence. I'm not going to do that again, even if that's what it is. But what lesson can you learn from this bad decision? 
and reflecting and knowing, you know, how to move forward, how to trust God and surrender all of those worries, concerns and details about God. How is this going to happen? How is that going to happen? How am I going to make it through? Sometimes you won't have all the answers Mm -hmm. and you won't have all the answers to your questions, your concerns, your worries, and you have to take that step forward. You will fail along the way. It won't work out all the time, but keep moving forward in spite of those horrible decisions and moments where even it's your own fault for Mm -hmm. certain things happening or not happening, you know, trusting that ultimately God has a plan and he'll help kind of direct and straighten that path. Amen. With that, that's a wrap. (laughs) Tell everybody where they can find us. Sure. (laughs) You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at God Life Culture Podcast. If you are listening to us on Apple or Spotify, you can go to YouTube to watch our visual there at God Life Culture Podcast. You can check out our vlog that we put up from our trip to see the Maverick City and Kirk Franklin concert a few weeks back. Um, You can check that out. Um, on there as well hit that subscribe button so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode and go out and do something fun yeah so thank you once again for tuning into the latest episode of the god life culture podcast that's god God life Life culture Culture. until next time bye